Brandon Lewis here with the 10Con Big 7. News updates from across the three grand divisions of the Volunteer State. Please do leave in the comments section. If you're watching, if you're out there, if they have not turned us down, if the corporate overlords have not censored speech, and we got some stories about censoring speech, not by the side you would think, but some censorship stories. We've got stories about uh, Vanderbilt, things that you will not get in any other single solitary news source. Stuff in Blunt County. We're talking about racism in, in Williamson County. Oh, Lord. We've got a new gay club that we're running in Tennessee. Uh, we're going to try to see if we can uh, get that into the schools. I can't read or write. We got all kinds of stuff going on uh, with folks trying to manipulate the kids and the parents. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Oh, my goodness. And ETSU, they want some blanket authority to take away your medical freedom. We're going to get right into it. But first, do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hit that subscribe button. We do send out the news at 11.30 a.m. thereabouts. Uh, approximately, Jason gets that puppy out there. And we would love to have you on that list so that you can actually get our information because you probably only see about a tenth of what we do here if you only subscribe on Facebook. And do please go to Parlor MeWe, Getter, Gab, Truth, and Rumble. Leave in the comment section. We've got Karen. Karen from Powell. She is a, you are a perennial uh, watcher, Karen. I'm so glad that you're here. We're here almost every Friday at uh, high noon, high noon, and we are excited. And you can see some of the notes here that Jason is putting in the comment section on how you can subscribe and how you can follow us on Parlor. Had a great conversation with the chief people officer, uh, Mr. Hebert. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, from Parlor, they've just moved their um, offices to Nashville, along with a, a lot of other conservative brain trust people. And what he and I are really concerned about is that all these national people are coming uh, to, to reside in our state, yet they don't really know what's going on in our state, and that is a shame. Let's move on to the first story with no further ado. This is something you're not going to get. You can go to the Tennessean. You can go to the Knox News Sentinel. You can go to the Chattanooga Times Free Press. You can go to anywhere you get your news, and you will not see this. And we've been shopping this story around. Matt Walsh, as you know, did this huge bombshell story about Vanderbilt and the medical establishment mutilating minors. I don't expect anything less from them. I watched the last two years as they tried to take away everybody's freedoms and succeeded with the aid and comfort of many Republicans. Let's get right into it. Tennessee rhinos killed Bill that would have prevented Vanderbilt's mutilation of minors. Yes, you heard that correct. Now leadership reverses course. Some Tennessee reps are calling upon the Tennessee General Assembly to pass legislation that will prevent minors from receiving radical surgeries after Matt Walsh's investigation of Vanderbilt uh, University's Medical Center transgender clinic, the place where they, they think it's okay to cut on little kids and permanently disfigure them before age 18, for the love of God. I often tell people that are young, you'll never know any more than you know right now. Because people think they know it all. You don't put kids in this position. It's unethical. It's immoral. It's evil. But Senator Janice Bowling and Representative John Reagan have been working to address what is happening at Vanderbilt for the last two years. But GOP leadership did not support their bills. You heard it right. 
instead favoring one that only prohibited hormone treatments to 8 to 10-year-olds. Both pieces of their legislation were killed in the Senate. Randy McNally. Somebody please send, a, send an email to Randy McNally and ask why they were told to take these bills off notice and that they were killed in the Senate. Randy McNally. And now he wants to harumph, harumph, and act like he didn't know about any of this stuff. I'm going to talk to you about a, a very common pattern of behavior. Leave in the comments section where you're watching from what you think about these stories. I want to see the feedback come through. Vanderbilt's transgender clinic was opened in 2018. In a lecture that Dr. Shane Taylor gave the same year, she claimed to have helped convince the hospital to begin providing transgender care in large part because trans-affirming uh, surgeries are big money makers due to follow-up care. In 2019, in a follow-up lecture, Dr. Ellen Clayton said doctors who have conscientious objections to these types of surgeries are problematic and will face consequences. You mean people that aren't evil sacks of you-know-what? Doc, there's a special place in Hades, I do believe, for people who will go along with this charade, this harmful charade for money. I'm telling you what, I have seen so many terrible, awful things happen because of the money. And Vanessa Coe says, watching from Murfreesboro, it's always about the money. Boy, is it ever. A little bit of money goes a long way in Nashville. The road to hell is paved with PAC money. In a 2020 video from Vanderbilt Psychiatry YouTube channel admits that Vanderbilt has given gender-affirming hormones to kids in puberty, blocking drugs as young as 13. What did you know when you were 13? Let me ask you. What did you know when you were 13? I was messed up terribly at age 13. Took me years. I don't think I got my act together until I was almost in my mid-30s, to be honest. I don't even know if I still got it together. 13? In the video clip, a plastic surgeon and physician's assistants talk about performing double mastectomies on adolescent girls. What happens if they change their mind later when they become an adult? Too late. So sad. But Vanderbilt got its money. And isn't that all that matters? Governor Bill Lee has called for an investigation of the clinic, saying its existence raises serious moral, ethical, and legal concerns. We should not allow permanent life-altering decisions that hurt children or policies that suppress religious liberties all for the purpose of financial gain. <laughs> we have to protect Tennessee children, and this warrants a thorough investigation. Harump, harump. Gary Humble of Tennessee Stan suggests that this political pandering on the governor's behalf is because it's before the November election as if he's not going to win. There is this common pattern of behavior, and I want you to start watching it. Amanda says, uh, we need Trump-minded uh, folks in every office, but we don't have it up in uh, Nashville. And Karen says, Randy McNally's following the direction of Bill Lee, uh, and Lee is no conservative, and you're absolutely correct. I had somebody take me to task on Facebook for always beating up on Bill Lee. Well, he deserves it. Look at his policies. Look at his promises from when he ran. He has not delivered. And I understand that Tennessee is the land of low-information voters, present company excluded. If you subscribe to this, you're in the know. You're on that thin red line in Tennessee. But there's this pattern of behavior that disgusts me when problems like illegal immigration 
a broken school system are so plainly seen and ignored for the sake of money that nothing ever happens until there is a tragic travesty or until some politician gets egg on his face publicly in the mainstream media. And it took somebody like Matt Walsh to run a story on this, to make people do the ethical and honest thing when it could have been done last session. And then, of course, because everybody is so low information, they come out trotting out with their PR people and posting on social media that, by golly, they're going to do something now. Do it when it's morally right before we have problems. Not after we've had an issue. And I often wonder, like with illegal immigration, what would it take for Bill Lee and Randy the Rhino McNally and Cameron Sexton to do something about it instead of failing to lead on it? I mean, we have to have some murders and some gang rapes? I mean, what are we going to have to have? Well, if it just wrecks the education system, that's okay. If it just kills the culture, that's okay. If just a few people get killed, mugged, or whatever, that's okay. If just a few more drugs, that's okay. As long as we got some cheap labor... It's terrible. Conservatives. Hardly any up there. Oh, no, here's another good one. Blunt County Republican Women President Stands by Our Principles resigns after ultimatum issued by Tennessee rhinos. Charlie says, which politicians are against stopping child mutilations? I'm sure they have names and addresses. Well, call Randy McNally. Send him an email, people. Ask him why. This bill got killed in the Senate last year that would have prevented all this. These guys are supposed to lead on this stuff. Back to this story. Apparently, in response to an email sent to the friends and members of Blunt County Republican Women Club, where a Tennessee rhino aggressively urged the group to rescind a divisive conservative Gary Humble's invitation from local speaking engagements, the Tennessee Federation of Republican Women has issued an ultimatum to the Blunt County Republican Women's President. The email in question was CC'd to the TNFRW's President, Linda Coleman, and Tennessee GOP Chairman Scott Golden rubber stamp anything a Republican does, even if it's not in alignment with the platform. That should be his nickname. The TNFRW determined that by inviting controversial figure Gary Humble, founder and executive director of Tennessee Stands, to be a guest speaker, that the president of the Blunt County Republican Women, Heather Fair, was in violation of the Tennessee Federation of Republican Women's Bylaws because Gary, for two years plus, and for a long time, was like a voice crying out in the wilderness for people to get back their constitutional rights. He did a very good breakdown of the fact that this gender mutilation stuff that's going on with kids could have been stopped before. He has pushed for all kinds of things, been against the corporate welfare, and has called these people to task for bending over for special interest while they bend over their constituents in a, in a trade for power and money. And he almost beat the majority leader. And if he went negative... That's what I hoped he had done, and just talk about Jack's record, the gas tax, and everything else, and the corporate welfare, and so on and so forth, and bloated government budgets increasing and increasing. I think he would have won. Fair 
nor us at the Tennessee Conservative can determine which portion of the bylaws cites a just cause for the ultimatum. We reached out to the president for clarity on the situation, but have not heard back. Amazing. Let me ask you this. Since when is a tenet of being a conservative Republican to block free speech and to not let people talk and to not let people decide for their own selves? I wouldn't be a member of the Tennessee Federation of Republican Women for another moment if this is what the president stands for. You wonder why there are so many conservative splinter groups that have nothing to do with the official organizations. Why is that? That's a curious phenomenon. Why is it that we have to have the Hamilton County Conservatives? Can't we just have the Hamilton County Republican Party? Why do we have to have all of these other organizations? It's because the party, in many cases, not all, we have some counties that do some really good work, but we got a lot of counties that just want to get together, they want to eat, they want to meet, they want to glad hand with these state reps and who the hell ever. Oh, look at me, I just got a picture with state senator blah blah, who gives a F? What if, they're, what if they're voting against Republican principles? What if they're not aligned with the platform? What if they're not doing anything from a policy standpoint to fix all these issues? Well, we don't care, and you can't speak bad about it. You can't bring the truth to folks, or you'll get censored. This is the stuff the left does. Terrible. Terrible. Tennessee Federation of Republican Women offered fair three choices to, quote, rectify the situation. Do these sound like good choices to you? Resign immediately. Rescind Mr. Humble's invitation to speak, and fair would be allowed to remain the president of the illustrious organization that really fights for Republican values, the Blunt County Republican Women. Neither resign nor rescind the invitation, but... The BCRW is subject to censor, possible fines, or closure by the Tennessee Federation of Republican Women. Fair said, I absolutely do not want any repercussions for the club or the members, so option three was never a consideration. Rescinding the invite or censoring Gary does not uh, goes against my principle, and I refuse to do either, Fair explained. Standing by her principles, Fair with only one option, resigned immediately. Yesterday, September 22nd, 2022, she did just that, sending a notice to the members of the Blunt County Republican Women with an explanation of the situation. Fair wrote, a third-party bully outsider has been allowed to weaponize the Tennessee Federation Republican Women bylaws and infringe on the First Amendment rights of an invited guest. With that reality, I see no value in retaining my current post or any affiliation with the Tennessee Federation of Republican Women or the National Federation of Republican Women. Gary Humble said, We're not going to let the GOP establishment cancel conservatives. This is the kind of crap that the leftists and Antifa would do on a college campus. Here we got a Republican women president doing it. Shameful. We are going to have our own event Monday night, 926 at 6 p.m. The new location for the event is uh, the station at 4206 Miser Station Road, Louisville, Tennessee, 3777. 7777. There's lots of sevens after that. All sevens after the three. So if you're in Blunt County, and we do have some subscribers and some listeners in Blunt County, I recommend you go down there and you support Gary Humble and you support the remnant of the Tennessee, uh, of the Blunt County Republican women and maybe a few folks from neighboring counties that are going to stand up. And Beverly uh, Laney Watson says that she's going to be there. So at least we got somebody. 
I support Gary and true conservatives, I wouldn't be a member of an organization that practiced the cancellation of free speech for a moment. When you walk into a situation like that and you allow somebody to compromise your principles, what's the point? I think I should just roll that thing up and be done with it and start, instead of a blunt county Republican women, how about a blunt county conservative women? Being conservative is about being principles. Apparently being a Republican is just rumper stamping anybody that has an R by their name if they even let you run. Next story. Here we go. Williamson County GOP chair claims racism is the cause for critical examination of special nomination convention. Well, what, what doesn't racism cause? I think racism causes the sun to rise. It causes the rain to fall. It causes the sun to shine on some people and not on others. It's behind every bush. It's under every rock. Racism. A social media post of an op-ed published by the Tennessee Conservative featured a breakdown of the Williamson County Special Nomination Convention for District 7 Commission. The post prompted Williamson County GOP Chair Cheryl D. Brown to claim racism and conspiracy in conservative media. So-called conservative media. That's who we are. We are so-called. I so-called the publication, the Tennessee Conservative News, so there could be no confusion as to where our bias lies. Brown's comment said, You know what? Y'all a bunch of racist, conspiracy, so-called conservatives media. That sentence needs some work. And some punctuation. Racism caused that, I'm sure. Addressing the gentleman who posted the op-ed on the Facebook page, Brown wrote, How is it that we are all Republicans and yet tear down the first black woman to run the county party? Furthermore, we didn't have to hold the caucus. We could have made a nomination and picked a candidate, but in the measure of good faith, the county party paid out money to give the Republicans in District 7 the opportunity to choose. Well, how gracious. We could have acted like a bunch of tyrants, but we didn't. Don't I get credit for that? No. No, you don't get credit for doing the right thing. You do the right thing because it's the right damned thing. The gentleman replied to Brown, Nobody, and I mean nobody, has ever referred to your skin color in any of these criticisms except you. Rather than addressing these issues, you try to play the race card. You are the real racist, not me, and the author of this article, nor any of the other people who have levied valid complaints you are failing to address. The Tennessee conservative reached out to Brown asking her if she'd like to expand on her comments, but we never heard back. Why don't people reply back? I don't care who asked me for a comment about something. I always give a comment. I mean, at least they'll publish it. They may try to change it. Like, I used to have to run candidates and campaigns, and, and I would always have to talk to liberal press members, and I knew that they would twist everything I said, but I at least sent them a couple of sentences. I don't know why people don't do that. The truth, the truth's very powerful. Just let it get out there. The op-ed in question gives a play-by-play -play of events leading up to the special nomination convention and the convention itself written by an active member of the Williamson County Republican Party, an attendee of the event. The piece looks at the event in a lead-up with a critical eye and does call into question some of the choices made by WCGOP leadership, but at no point is there any mention of anyone's race. There you have it. Racism. Guys, help support our work. Boy, this is a tough fight. It is a tough fight. We're out here telling you things that nobody else will tell you, and it does not make us popular with the powerful. 
very difficult to get advertising. Even conservatives are afraid um, that they'd lose a dollar. That was it Ronald Reagan said. If you're afraid to basically put your money and put your mouth and put your business out there and your reputation out there for conservative principles because you're afraid you're going to suffer some insignificant or minor or maybe even major reprisal from the government or your clients, etc., he said, it's like feeding the alligator and hoping it eats you last. Guys, we need your money. We need you to put your money where your mouth is. We have had some really good donations come in here lately, and uh, we are starting to turn a corner here at the publication. It doesn't cost us money anymore, but there's not a lot of money in the account either. And there are so many things I'd love to do, uh, but we can't because we lack the funding. As I've mentioned before, only about 4%. I don't know if we're at 4%. Jason, would you run those numbers and email those to me, please? I think we're about up to 4%. I don't think we're quite over 4% of people that give. That means like 96% of people like freeload. I'm sorry. I'm just going to call a spade a spade. They freeload. You know, conservatives are supposed to be like, I don't freeload. Uh, you know, pay your own way, work your own way through. We got some folks that freeload on the publication. I don't care if it's five, ten dollars. Every little bit helps. Please, 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 please send your donations to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. You can also mail them. Mail them. We get lots of mail uh, contributions. Not lots, but I mean, you know, a handful a week. Hey, that's a lot to me. The Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. Or you can go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support, and when you do, we will send you this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. We will send you this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. And if you get $50 or more or a recurring donation of $10 or more a month, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative uh, tumbler. And I, I prayed over the entire box of these when they came in, and I pressed each one of these affectionately to my lips because that's how much your donations mean. Uh, to getting the word out there. And here, uh, very soon, as soon as uh, they are official, and as soon as they get sworn in and they start doing their, their duties up there, we will send you this uh, updated conservative directory. Not a conservative directory, it's just a directory of people. Uh, this directory of all your state reps, all your uh, state senators, so that if, if and when they decide to kill legislation that will prevent uh, illegal immigration, uh, secure your freedom of speech, or keep kids from being mutilated by Vanderbilt, which has lots of lobbyists and contributes lots of money uh, to the politicians up in Nashville. I'm not saying that's why the bill got killed, but that is my inkling. Then you can reach out to those folks and say, please, please, please get off your keister. Quit taking all that money and paving the road to hell for these kids. Instead, stand up for what's right even when no one's looking. Next story. New gay school club in Middle Tennessee uh, includes polyamory flag. I don't know what polyamory is, but we're about to find out. Sources in Williamson County tell us that a gay club is being advertised in middle school students under a name that may not alert parents to the nature of the club. In addition, a poster for the club features the polyamory pride flag. I know there's like 50. There are more uh, pride flags than I think there are country flags. I believe. Parents have expressed concern that one of the circles on the poster's representation of the polyamory pride flag. Polyamory is the practice of engaging in multiple romantic relationships, usually involving sex, with the consent of all partners. Wouldn't that be like an orgy flag? Could we call it an orgy flag? I don't know. That's what we need. We need to be talking about orgies in middle school. Middle school. 
Joshua says rhinos are exactly the same as the Marxist Democrats. They need to be removed. I agree. Jason says next slide. Thank you, sir. See, if I didn't have people like Jason telling me what to do, we'd be in trouble. There's your slide. I hope that improves your viewing experience. Sources relay that some parents thought that the club had a math focus due to the pie symbol on the flag. <laughs> Especially considered that the educator in charge of monitoring the student-led group teachings math at Grassland Middle School. Other uh, circles on the poster represent pansexual, lesbian, demigirl. I have no idea what that is. Bisexual, gender-fluid, and non-binary pride. I don't know what that means either. Somebody help me. Tennessee law requires that parents be notified before their children are presented with any materials pertaining to sex education. They may either give permission or opt their students out. And this is one thing that's ridiculous. And the Tennessee legislature needs to do something about this crap, although I doubt they will. Parents shouldn't have to opt out of this garbage. Any of it. Parents who want it should have to opt in for it. I'm going to say it again. Parents should not be responsible for having to opt out of all this garbage because most people don't want it. Their kids can't read or write. The schools, in many cases, aren't safe. They're failing all over the state. Parents shouldn't have to opt out of this crap. Let the weirdos and the freak shows opt in. The people that want to warp their kids' mind, great. Let them opt in. Meanwhile, let's focus on the basics. Michael says exactly. I agree. Given the nature of the PRISM Alliance Club, where aspects of sexuality are bound to be discussed, parents are wondering why no notification of the club's existence has been made. There's also no mention of it on the Grasslands website, and no parents nor the Tennessee Conservative received a response from the school's principal when asked for a full list of approved clubs available to students. Well, imagine that. Silence. Silence. You shed a little light on these people and show what they're actually doing, and they scurry like cockroaches. Because they're ashamed. People know when they're in the wrong. As I've been in it before. Somebody comes along and says, Hey, buddy, I don't know about that. You know, oh, that ain't a good feeling. Next story, next slide, Jason. Look at me picking up. Picking up. Resource book available in Tennessee High School uh, teaches students how to argue with homophobic Christians. So if somebody wants to practice, they can just go to the comments section here, apparently. And I'm not, you know, people always are homophobic Christians. Until I recently switched my gym, uh, I would find myself, this is going to be hilarious, I don't know if I should say this, I would find myself naked in a hot tub with gay men at the gym. And I don't care. I'm going to get in that hot tub. I don't, I don't care if there's a grizzly bear in there. It is a habit. My new gym does not have a hot tub. I'm very sad. I love my old gym. It's just not practical to drive all the way down the mountain to work out. It's been as much time driving as working out. And, you know, when we had those old-fashioned showers, everybody get in a room, right? I had to tell one guy one time, I was like, there are seven, there, was, what is it, there are eight shower heads in here. You don't need to be right next to me. <laughs> but other than that, in 20 years, like, it does not bother me. I do not care what people do in their private lives. I might care on a personal level if I get to know them, but I don't pry. I'm not somebody that gets into all that. Um, but I don't think most Christians are homophobic. I'm certainly not, but I certainly am ridiculously protective of my children because I went through a rough childhood, and I know what it's like to be exposed to things you shouldn't be exposed to at an early age and how it harms you. 
And if any of you have been through that stuff, you know what I'm talking about. It's not homophobic Christians. It's what I would like to refer to as responsible, God-fearing parents who are tired of sending their kids to these corruption centers while being forced at gunpoint to pay for them through taxes. Found in a Clarksville High School library is a resource book. This book is Gay by Juno Dawson. Tells students how to argue with a Christian and that straight people practice sodomy all the time too. We need to be talking about this in school. This is like A number one, top priority. According to the author, certain people in the Bible were gay. And the Quran, the holy book of Islam, does not explicitly forbid homosexual behavior. Well, that is interesting. I'm learning things all the time here. According to the Capital Resource Institute, over 40 states, including Tennessee, have laws that guarantee educational obscenity exemptions in public schools. This means that superintendents, principals, teachers, and school librarians can provide and promote sexually explicit programs and materials for K-12 students without fear of prosecution. In this year's legislative session, conservative parents advocated to remove the exception to Title 39 obscenity laws in Tennessee schools. House Bill 1944, without amendments, would have addressed that what conservatives believe to be the real problem regarding inappropriate content in books that are available to school students. The teacher and library unions lobbied against the bill, and the Tennessee General Assembly passed the Age Appropriate Material Act instead. Imagine that rolling over for the teachers' unions, which, by the way, and I've mentioned this previously, nine out of the ten teacher union-backed Republicans lost their primaries, 90%. 90%. If you're a Republican, you need to get on board with school choice and freedom for parents and kids and quit supporting these government job factories. It's child abuse. We need to get people out of these. If a kid was stuck in a burning building, you wouldn't worry about making the building a little less hot. You'd be like, we got to get them out of here. Well, what about the building? Well, what about the people that work at the building? doesn't matter. Well, we've got all kinds of people, and we don't know, and I don't know if this is uh, politically feasible. And uh -huh. It's either about the kids or it isn't, and apparently it isn't. And it hasn't been, and it won't be, unless parents and voters get educated, involved, and tell these legislators enough is enough. I'm tired of my taxpayers' dollars going to these hell holes where kids don't learn the basics but learn things that, that could send them in the wrong direction in life both now and forevermore. Shouldn't have this stuff in the schools. This new law went into effect at the beginning of the current school year. It does not ban any book, but requires schools to catalog all the books in the school library and make an inventory list available online for parents. CRI Executive Director Karen England encourages parents to become aware of what is happening in their districts to speak to district personnel and request in writing their policies on sexual explicit materials. England said, It is highly likely that your school library already offers sexually explicit materials even for very young students, so it's imperative that you become involved. It is. I think the best way you can get involved in your kids' education is to take them out of government schools. One way or the other. You know, beg, bar, steal. Whatever you got to do, get those kids out of their schools. Next story, banned books. Next slide. Look at me, Jason. I'll, I'm doing better. Banned books. Video played in class suggests parents are wrong for wanting to shield kids from sexually explicit content. 
And what is described as a blatant disregard for parents, a video played last week in Wilson County Classroom suggests that conservative parents are wrong for wanting to shield their children from sexually explicit content found in books in school libraries. Parents in Williamson County have said they are not trying to ban books but protect children from over-sexualization. The video that Williamson uh, students watched asked, how do we protect students and children while making sure they see themselves in books? Conservative parents in Williamson County say that representing minorities uh, to minors in public schools should uh, be done without including extreme uh, sexual explicit materials. Out of the top 10 list of the most challenged books in 2021, half are available in the Wilson County schools. There's a link to see what books are available in your own local school library in this article on the website, and Jason just posted that in the comments section. Last story. I'm telling you what. I can't believe so much of our money in this state goes to these institutions that do not perform. It's, not, it's one thing if they didn't perform and they were wholesome. But it's like they don't perform, they cause problems, and they're unwholesome and divisive. And yet, this does not. This is not a Democrat problem, y'all. This is absolutely one hundred percent a Republican problem. They've been in charge for a long time. They got a supermajority. Who's to blame? The buck stops somewhere. Who's going to take responsibility for these failures? Is it going to be the lieutenant governor? Is it going to be the speaker of the house? Is it going to be the governor? Nah, nah. We'll just. We'll just come up with some new program. We'll throw some more funding. We'll put Penny Swin on a bus with a bunch of educational bureaucrats, and we'll ride around and take a bunch of pictures and post it on Facebook. Maybe that'll fix the problem. Doubtful. Tennessee citizens push back against ETSU's request for blanket authority to mandate vaccines. East Tennessee University filed a request for a rulemaking hearing on July 1st asking that they be given the power to set their own vaccine mandates in the case of an outbreak of any communicable disease. Per Tennessee Code, the school was required to have a public hearing to accept comments from citizens, stakeholders, and students. I'm really, really trusting of the government. The last two and a half years made me really trusting because they made all the right decisions because the lockdowns worked, but they didn't. Oh, but the masks work, but they don't. Oh, but the vaccinations will stop, but they didn't and don't. And in fact, we're finding more and more as the truth leaks out, because the, the truth is a slippery thing. It gets out. The truth leaks out. Even though the rhinos may try to clutch as hard as they can with the little hands, it just, it just comes out. It comes out, and then people carry it forward. Share this video. If you're in a conservative group somewhere and you care about the content we do, this podcast, our news source, share it with people you know. Help me drive down the cost of... of acquisition. Chris says, poison for profit. You better believe it. They've been selling snake oil for a long time. It's just now, it's, it's slicked up, it's dressed up, and, and they're inside the pockets of the, of the lawmakers. I don't trust government to do anything. They can't do the basics. They can't pave the roads. Can't stop crime can't deliver the mail on budget those are simple things simple things in the physical world that private companies do quite well but the government screws it up meanwhile we've got very complicated issues like medical freedom and education and the government thinks it's going to be good at it but it never has been it never will be we need to quit 
all these failed experiments and let people live their lives in, when it's complicated because we don't do complicated well. We do it expensively and poorly in this state. Every concerned citizen, commenter on Zoom and in person on campus voiced disapproval of requiring the COVID vaccine or other vaccines, especially during the times of a pandemic, including any other experimental medical treatments. The prevailing tone was that the school should not make a mandate and that school and students should be able to make the decision for themselves. Daniel Goodrich, Tri-Cities Director of Tennessee Stands, who was in attendance on the hearing, uh, asked if testimonies would be forwarded on to the uh, board and GovOps, who ultimately decided on the rule, but the school stated they would only send a summary. I'm sure that summary will not be biased in any way, and that they'll report the absolute truth, including the general sentiment and perhaps the volume of communique. Nah, likely. Likely it won't be done that way. We stated we preferred our actual testimonies to be sent on. They advised us uh, to FOIA request the Zoom meeting. We did. You want to know the truth? Instead of us emailing it, do a Tennessee open records request. That's good faith. That's what old Mayor Cooper did in, ten in Nashville over and over again when they tried to shut down every business. And they said, show us the documentation. Show us the, uh, show us the reports of where COVID's actually coming from. Oh, it's the, it's the bars and the businesses. And then the report comes out, and it ain't the bars, and it ain't the businesses. You know where it is? The home. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I guess, well, I mean, if, if, if it's all happening in the home, in close proximity with friends and family, well, why don't we just ban everybody from going home? Everybody just wander around Walmart and the bars all day. We've lost our ability to use logic and reason in our culture. And it is a shame. And there is nothing new under the sun. All right, guys, that's it. That's it. I'm wrapping it up. I'm done. No more stories for you. If you want more stories, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. I cover about seven stories in this little, this journalism I do here, such as it is. And I have been reminded repeatedly by rhinos that we are not a legitimate news organization. Well, who are the legitimate news organizations? Apparently the very liberal ones that are basically love the things that Republicans do when they're doing it like Democrats. So we just have to judge for yourself if we're real news or not. And if you do believe we are real news, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Do subscribe to our newsletter. We got a whole a whole metric ton of people that we reach, about 2 million, uh, I think this last month on social media. But our email subscriber list is far smaller than it should be. So if you're not on that e-newsletter subscriber, if you've got friends that are conservative and they can't tell you who their state rep, state senator is, don't know anything about what's going on in Nashville, help us. Help us help us spread the message. Get it out there. So what's the Lewis family doing this weekend? I know this is why all of you hang on to the very end so that I can tell you what I've been getting into. For the rest of you, you can just hop off. There's no more, there's no more news content or value in the rest of the podcast, I, I'm pretty sure. So what are we going to do? Tonight, I'm just glad to go sit at home. I'm going to uh, haul my teardrop trailer out of the illustrious offices uh, here at the Tennessee Conservative News at 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404, where you can send your contributions by mail. We take them. More zeros, the better. And um, I'm going to haul that thing, park it in the, uh, park it in the, 
uh, front of the garage. I can't use my garage because my garage is full of stuff because my floors still haven't gone in uh, because the roof continues to leak and we're about to have that thing repaired. And now we found like the, the HVAC from the third floor is leaking and has been in the walls for months. And that's the reason it didn't dry out down there even after we had had uh, no rain for, for days and days and days. I uh, finally discovered that thanks to a friend of mine uh, who's a pest control guy. Uh, it's comedy of errors. Anyway, John Tothero Construction. Would not recommend them. Terrible. Got the licensing complaint filed. Working through all that stuff. So I can't put my teardrop in there. But I'm going to drag that thing out. Wash it. Uh, I'm going to take the blazer on Sunday. If you live on Signal Mountain. I'm going to take my 72 Chevy Blazer and my painted uh, teardrop, which which matches it. I'm going to take it to, I think, Mount Carmel Baptist Church is having a car show. So about 2 o'clock, I'm going to be down there. If you want to come by and say hello, I will be there. I would be surprised if anyone showed up, but I will be there. Uh, I'll be sitting underneath a canopy, uh, hanging out with my good buddy, uh, Ashley Brumley. Uh, and my, uh, my wife and my daughters will be in tow. I don't think they'll stay the whole time. I'll probably stay the whole time. What else do we have? Oh, I've got a, uh, I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Order. We have a barbecue, and I'm going to that on Saturday. Uh, and I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that I can get to the Signal Mountain Opry before it's over. Every time I try to go, there's something that has been on the calendar forever, and I can't make it. I'm going to try to do some chores around the house. I went backpacking last weekend in the Cahutta Wilderness. I uh, saw three people in three days. Uh, we were right beside the Cahutta River, uh, not the Cahutta, the Conasauga River, just beautiful, just breathtaking, vistas, just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and we also had another creek, I think it was called uh, Hickory Creek, maybe? I don't know. And it comes down, so we're like right in this intersection of this beautiful creek and this big, huge river. Wonderful weather. Um, it was just gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, sometimes when I go out, when I go camping, I look around, and I think to myself, especially when you get you know, out in the woods where they've not been clear-cut or um, sullied by man, at least for several generations, um, you're like, it's just like God's cathedral. It is just beautiful. Uh, I think I never feel more uh, in the presence of, of the Lord than when I'm outdoors. It's just impressive. Uh, all the things that He has created, everything that He has made with His hands, including us, um, and I think so many of the issues that we have in our state uh, and that we have in our nation is because we won't conform to the reality of the world which is set forth in scripture and when you try it it doesn't work and when I try it it doesn't work and when we try it in government and we try it in our schools and we try it in our towns and we try it with our neighbors it doesn't work either it doesn't work uh, it's kind of like trying to fly a square paper or airplane you may want it to fly you may have every uh, reason to believe that a square paper airplane would be good, but then there are the rules of aerodynamics, and it doesn't work, but you, you can keep trying it. And so, so many things that we continue to try over and over again uh, that every civilization and culture have tried, and it has a, a track record of failure, but we, for whatever reason, we can't learn anything from history. That's the one thing I have learned uh, in 42 years. We can't learn anything from history. We have to learn it all the hard way. And uh, sometimes I wonder if the few of us who have read a history book or two and can see uh, the long, uh, repetitive march of human history, if, if we wouldn't be better off if we'd never read one, because maybe we would be happier. I think sometimes uh, failing to be slightly ignorant 
uh, brings more trouble into your life than it is worth. And that's what I feel like. I wish I didn't know as much about my state government as I know. And I wish I didn't have to tell you about it either sometimes. Because it is a it is like a uncomfortable, expensive cross to bear. And uh, it's not that much fun. But somebody's got to do it. And sometimes you feel called to do stuff. And uh, that's what I feel I've been called to do here. And so uh, I do appreciate your prayers. I do appreciate your support. I appreciate you uh, spreading the stories around, uh, especially that Vanderbilt story about the fact that we could have stopped all this last session but didn't. That needs to get out. I mean, I, I, sh I tried to shop that around to the liberal news outlets, and maybe some of them will pick it up. But that's a big story to me. That's a big story to me that we could have stopped it but didn't. And I don't know how many kids were affected by that. I don't know how many we could have saved from that mutilation. I'm not sure. I'm sure Vanderbilt wouldn't ever tell us. If they receive any government money, they ought to have to tell us. At least that's my opinion. All right, guys. You may be watching this, uh, and it may be recorded. You may be like, this thing is not live. But if you would, uh, if you've watched this to the very end especially, go back and comment uh, on it. Uh, it helps it get seen by more people. Do share it. And look for Tennessee Conservative wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a little five-star review. It helps. Uh, a lot of people are listeners. They're not watchers or readers. And so if you would, please, um, Chris says it's not money, it's currency. Well, send me some currency. The currency. I will take the currency. The more currency, the better. I'll call it whatever you want to as long as you send it. <laughs> Brandon Lewis here with Tennessee Conservative News. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for your support. Thank you for fighting. Thank you for being on the thin red line. If it weren't for just a handful of us, um, we'd be in trouble. And I, last night I had a, a friend over uh, that moved in from California. We've got a lot of people around us that, that live in California that have bought land, and I have found almost all of them to be conservative that I have met. And, of course, in the publication that I, I do, they would be conservative. But I find them to be conservative, and the, and the issue is this. We have to know what's going on in our state government. We have to uh, stand up here in Tennessee because there's nowhere else to go, people. There's nowhere else to go. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Where's a, where's a more conservative state? Are you going to go to South Dakota? I don't like the weather there. Where are you going to go? Are you going to go to another country? Nowhere left to go. We are in a corner, people. We're in a corner, and if you don't start fighting, you may end up having to stay there. So, guys, get out there. Spread this message. Help us reach other conservatives that are unaware in the state. This is, a, uh, this is a worthy mission, and I appreciate you joining in with me on it. Be good, guys. Have a good weekend. Maybe I'll see you out at the Hot Rod Show over at Mount Carmel Baptist Church. I think it's a Baptist church. If it's not, I apologize if I insulted the denomination of that place. But it is a car show on Signal Mountain. I think it's Mount Carmel. It's across the, I believe it's across the county line. I think it's actually in Sequatchie County. So I'll be uh, on Taft Highway. There will be a car show. You probably, If you just drive down Taft Highway, you won't be able to miss it. Uh, so I'll be out there, and I hope to see maybe some of y'all, um, and hope you all have a good weekend. Take care, guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.